It's Tuesday, October 17, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Four things to know today. The increasingly unequal world of CISO salaries and what it means. AI in the C-suite, what CEOs think about generative AI, and why you should too. From shadow IT to shadow devs, how AI is transforming the workforce, and turning tech into touchable experiences. Betacom, Google Cloud, and Ingram Micro showcase Industry 4.0. This is the business of tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. According to a survey of 600 U.S.-based CISOs, the salary gap between top and bottom earning CISOs is widening, with the highest paid executives receiving salary increases at a rate three times higher than those at the lower levels. Most CISOs earn below $400,000 or above $700,000 annually, with 52% earning less than $400,000 and 20% earning above $700,000. While CISO compensation grew 11% year-over-year, the growth rate has slowed compared to the previous year. The report also highlights that many CISOs are looking for new roles, citing compensation, job progression, and work-life balance as influencing factors. A Splunk study reveals that most organizations still choose to pay for ransomware attacks, with over half paying more than $100,000. The study also highlights concerns about the potential for generative AI to enable more sophisticated attacks. To enhance cyber resilience, organizations are focusing on cross-functional collaboration and adopting AI for malware analysis and workflow automation. However, there's a need to reduce the number of security tools and upskill security teams to address the evolving threat landscape effectively. According to a study by SecureWorks, the time cyber attackers take to deploy ransomware after gaining initial access to a victim's environment has dropped to 24 hours. This is a significant decrease from previous years, attributed to the improved detection of pre-ransomware activity and the rise of the ransomware-as-a-service model. Cybercriminals adapt to the changing defense landscape by completing their attacks faster and resorting to less complex attacks for greater volume. The study also identified vulnerability scanning tools, stolen credentials, and phishing emails as the primary access vectors for ransomware attacks. The total number of data breaches and leaks in 2023 has already surpassed the numbers from last year, indicating that efforts to combat cyber attacks have not been practical. The increase can be attributed to rising ransomware attacks, zero-day vulnerabilities, and supply chain cyber attacks. While the total number of compromises had increased, the number of victims in 2023 is lower than 2022. Attacks related to vulnerabilities in the file transfer tool MoveIt were among the most impactful breaches in the third quarter. The 2023 Travelers Risk Index highlights that cyber risks remain a top concern for businesses of all sizes and industries. More than half of the participants believe their business will be a cyber attack victim. The most common cyber concerns include unauthorized access to financial accounts, security breaches, 
and employees putting information and systems at risk. Despite this, many businesses are not adequately prepared, with a significant percentage not implementing basic prevention measures such as firewall and virus protection and data backup. Why do we care? I want to highlight how expensive a chief information security officer is for two reasons. First, as they get smaller, organizations will not be able to afford this. And second, that equals a premium service to be delivered for those who can't afford it. And in a world where attacks are up, ransoms are up, and insurance is a gap, that's needed. And we're still not doing the basics. Why focus on cybersecurity? All those reasons. Many companies still lack basic cybersecurity measures. Providers have a critical role to play in implementing those foundational controls as a starting point for broader security strategies. According to a study by consultancy GBK Collective, 81% of enterprise companies have established internal generative AI teams, with smaller companies leading the adoption. The study also found that generative AI funding is expected to increase by 25% this year, and executives have a positive outlook on its future. The most popular uses for generative AI include data analysis, marketing content creation, and customer support. According to a survey by Infotech Research Group, CIOs are most commonly responsible for overseeing governance in companies with generative AI investments. The second most common governance structure is a committee or group. However, some organizations have yet to assign responsibility for AI governance. Others have multiple executives overseeing it. Best practices for generative AI adoption are still emerging, with concerns around data privacy and security being prominent. Gardner predicts that over 80% of enterprises will adopt generative AI tools and services by 2026, a significant increase from the current adoption rate. Nearly half of CEOs believe AI could potentially replace their positions, viewing it as a desirable development. They anticipate that AI can free up time for effective leadership, stimulate innovation, and facilitate upskilling for their teams. While CEOs understand the importance of human skills that AI cannot replace, they recognize the need to learn and leverage AI for future success. Experts advise working with AI rather than against it as those who incorporate AI into their roles will supersede those who do not. A recent roundtable discussion at the Federal Trade Commission highlighted the potential impact of generative AI on various industries. Concerns were raised about AI-generated models being used to deceive investors and consumers, the dilution of the music market due to machine-generated music, and the deliberate use of AI to confuse customers. The FTC expressed its intention to address these concerns and explore tools beyond copyright to protect creators and consumers. Unions and legislation are potential solutions to negotiate fair terms for artists and grant them more bargaining power. The multifaceted nature of the issue suggests that a comprehensive approach will be necessary. Why do we care? The business plan looks like this. Establish your internal team, identify the needs, ensure oversight and governance, and determine where it can be applied. Eliminating the boss is apparently a welcome outcome. If CEOs see AI as a tool that could potentially replace them, there's a strong indication of top-level buy-in for AI investments. Leverage this willingness to help implement AI solutions 
that improve business operations and decision-making. Gartner's prediction of a significant uptick in AI adoption by 2026 gives a runway to prepare and offer relevant services, particularly as smaller companies are leading the adoption curve. Semaphore dove into how AI-powered platforms like Microsoft's Power Platform and GitHub's Copilot are enabling non-coders to build software applications. These platforms are filling in the gaps left by traditional business software and are being used by companies like Toyota and Telstra to make improvements in various areas. The combination of automated coding with natural language is a powerful mix that is expected to lead to more people participating in software development. While there are concerns about consistency and maintenance, incorporating AI into low-code, no-code environments is driving innovation and transforming the role of software development. Why do we care? I broke this story out because I wanted to highlight the shift happening within the workforce. Consider that there are now non-coders writing software within your customer base. When I refer to AI as shadow IT on steroids, this is what I mean. This isn't just installing new software, this is creating it. Let those implications settle in. With easier access to app creation, the scope of shadow IT is not just defined to software procurement anymore. It extends to software creation. This adds another layer of complexity to IT governance. Betacom, Google Cloud, and Ingram Micro have collaborated to create an innovation showcase at MXD, focusing on what is termed Industry 4.0. The physical exhibition highlights the impact of private 5G, artificial intelligence, and cloud technology on manufacturing and supply chain industries. The showcase features solutions such as smart manufacturing, a digital workforce, a resilient supply chain, and safety and security. The showcase demonstrates real-world use cases and aims to equip manufacturers with digital tools and expertise to increase productivity. The goal is to accelerate the adoption of advanced analytics and AI capabilities to drive efficiency and innovation in manufacturing. Why do we care? I'm intrigued by the idea of a physical space for exploring these ideas. There's a consumer trend in buying around creating experiences, and this is a business implementation of that. I wanted to highlight it for two reasons. First, it's potentially something you can use with your customers, and that's clearly why it was built. And second, consider the power of delivering experiences like this to your customers. That's how concepts become tangible and sellable. This is storytelling at its finest. Rather than telling, it's showing. It's making technology touchable, understandable, and relatable, which drastically shortens the sales cycle. Eureka Process is now a Gazinta company. Eureka Process, the consulting team focused on you streamlining your MSP, is now part of Gazinta. The SaaS company focused on empathy and getting shit done quickly and correctly. What does that mean? First, Gazinta Mobius customers will get even better customer support for their products. The Eureka team will be looking at ways to deliver better customer support and give their thoughts on how to make the products better. It also means that you can come to Kazinta for more of your consulting needs when you want to own a business, not be owned by your business. Process Consulting will give you the freedom you need. Visit gazinta.com slash Eureka 
to learn more. Thanks for listening. Today, National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. So for those of you with piles and piles of icons, today's your day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.